Adult content intended for an adult audience only. All characters engaging in sexual relationships or activities are 18 years old or older. Contains explicit words, thoughts, and ideas. This story was found on a free website and brought to audio form here. I did not write and take no credit for this story. Please visit the link above to further support this writer. A Shepherd in France Chapter 08 by Bernd Redstone Ben woke to the feel of lips gently kissing his and he smiled. He opened his eyes and Tina was looking into his eyes with the glow of joy on her face. Good morning, beautiful, he rumbled. Good morning, Ben. I'm going to go back to my room to get ready. Meet you downstairs? Okay, he agreed. You should get up too. We slept in a little. She smiled. You're feeling better? He asked. She shrugged. Not 100% yet, but the nausea isn't too bad this morning. Last night's meal really helped. Thank you. He kissed her again, and she slipped from his bed and left the room. Ben would have liked to have worked out but sleeping in killed that idea. He rolled out of bed and walked to the sliding doors of his bedroom and looked out into the luxurious space beyond. He smiled and shook his head as this much luxury really wasn't him. He lifted his arms above his head and stretched out all the muscle kinks as he yawned. Now that's a nice sight to wake up to. Ben's eyes snapped open and there was Gabriella and Catherine standing in the entrance to his living room admiring the view of his naked body. He didn't bother covering himself up. Instead he walked slowly over to them and one at a time, pulled them against his body for a sensual kiss. A really nice way to start the day, Gabriella said. Catherine was reaching for his cock and Gabriella gently slapped her hand back. Cat pouted. Ben, go put on a robe. We need to talk to you, without the distraction. Ben turned and went back to his bedroom and returned wearing the robe. The ladies were seated on the couch and had pulled a chair in front of it. He assumed they wanted him to sit there so he did. Tuck the robe closed. Gabriella said biting her lip and Catherine whined in protest. Once he was decent Gabriella leaned forward. Cat and I had a long talk this morning about Tina's situation. Ben frowned. If this is going to be about Tina shouldn't she be here? Bear with me Ben, you'll understand in a second. She responded. He nodded and leaned back. You know we both love you and nothing I'm going to say changes that fact. I hope you understand that I'm not asking you to change how you feel about us or how we are together. Gabriella said and Ben's expression began to show worry. Tina is having a child. Your child. For that reason alone what we are about to suggest makes complete sense. The facts that she's young, already has a child and is having a second child, and is hoping to go to college, all support our idea. Okay, you are making me very nervous. Please just say it. Ben gasped. We think you and Tina should get married. Catherine blurted. Ben's eyes widened in surprise. What? There are a lot of legal benefits for Tina to be married before she has your child. Most will benefit the child as well. This doesn't mean we want to change our relationship with you. We aren't giving you up. Far from it. This is purely to give Tina support for her and your baby. We want you to think about it. It does mean a more permanent relationship between you and Tina, but I think you will agree that's not such a bad idea. You two get along really well. She's a good match for your lifestyle. She's perfect, in fact. Again, think about it. Get washed up and we will see you downstairs at breakfast. Gabriella said as she stood and gave Ben a peck on the lips. Catherine did too and they left together. Ben sat on the couch, stunned. He stood and went to take his shower. Under the spray he let the idea sink into his brain. He understood what Gabriella was saying about Tina's status as an unwed mother and how this would help his child. There was no real question in that. He also agreed that Tina was a good fit for his lifestyle. As Gabriella said, she was a perfect fit. 
The dilemma that was tormenting him was how this might impact his relationship with Gabriella and Catherine. He loved them, and he didn't want them to think they weren't important to him. While the marriage was more for the child than Tina, as Gabriella said it would change his relationship with Tina. It would be permanent. He felt a huge sense of relief wash over him and blinked his eyes open under the spray. He hadn't realized how much he was dreading her moving on. He shut off the water and dried himself off. He dressed and headed down to the restaurant. Everyone was already seated and plates were being delivered. He took his seat between Gabriella and Catherine and smiled at Tina's sweet face across from him. The idea that she could be his wife rushed over him, and he dropped his napkin. He leaned over and bonked heads with Catherine who was already leaning over to pick it up. Ouch. She yelped. Oh. Sorry, Catherine. He said. Silly man. She scolded him with a grin rubbing her head. Kiss it better. She tilted her face up to him expecting the kiss on her lips instead of the top of her head. He smiled and delivered the kiss. She pulled away with a happy smile. Worth the bump. She teased. Tina was giggling and Ben knocked his fork off the table as he watched her. He immediately bopped Gabriella on the head with his forehead as she bent to get the fork. Oh. Ben. She cried. Sorry, I don't know why I'm so klutzy today. Ben said, his face red with embarrassment. Tina was laughing hard with her hand in front of her face. Her face was a little pink from laughing and he was dazzled again by her beauty. Her eyes twinkled with delight at his admiring gaze. He looked at Gabriella and she tilted her face up to him as well. He gave her the kiss and she smiled dreamily and sighed. What's on the itinerary today? He asked. Today is a free day. If people want to go back to the museums to see more or they want to shop they can do that. We all meet at 7 p.m. at the base of the Eiffel Tower to go up for a last look at the city. I've booked a group package for that so we skip the queue. Then we have tickets for a night cruise on the Seine. Afterwards we will have a late dinner at a lovely French restaurant I've booked for us then we head back to the hotel. Gabriella explained. Who is doing what? He asked. We all want to go shopping, except Daniel. Gabriella answered. Oh good. I have someone to go back to the Louvre with. Ben smiled and Daniel's face lit up with a smile. Ben ordered his food and the group began to slip away as they headed out to do some power shopping. Gabriella had given them instructions on where the really trendy spots were and Ben reminded them to keep the receipts for him. There was another round of morning kisses as the ladies left and they were getting more sensual each time. Ben had to struggle to hide his reaction when Sophia's tongue gently stroked his bottom lip. He finished his breakfast and he and Daniel headed over to the subway station. Daniel had asked if they could do a little exploring of Paris underground. That reminded Ben of something so he did a search on his phone and told the young man he could do one better. He led them to Les Catacombs, a tour of the hidden world below Paris which was both cool and spooky. The Room of Bones gave Ben a serious case of the willies but fascinated Daniel. When they were done they took the subway again eventually ending up at the Louvre. They spent the day completing Daniel's project and had lunch in one of the cafeterias. They finished up and Ben told Daniel he had one more errand to run which didn't take too long then they headed off to meet the others. Once more they went down into the Paris underground to ride the trains to get them as close to the Eiffel Tower as they could. They walked the remaining distance and saw the others were waiting for them. Daniel gave his mom a big hug and told her about the amazing day he and Ben had. They made their way to the elevators and explored the second level. Daniel quietly made his way around the group whispering into the ears of everyone except Gabriella, Catherine, and Tina. When they reached the top the three women found themselves encircled by the others who had happy but puzzled expressions on their faces. Some of the other tourists were watching the goings-on but Ben ignored them and faced Gabriella first. Gabriella, first off I want to thank you for welcoming us on your family vacation. So far it has been absolutely amazing, he began. 
There was a round of applause for Gabriella and Catherine hugged her. More importantly, I personally want to thank you for showing me how I could open my heart to love again. You know how tormented I was, but it was your love and your wisdom that made all of this possible. I can't begin to tell you how important you are to me and how much I love you. As a gesture of my undying love and my gratitude for allowing me to share your life, please accept this. Ben held forward a small green leather box. Gabriella was smiling with love in her eyes, but when the box came out, she froze and her hand went to her mouth. Ben opened the box and she gasped. Inside was a ring with a large rectangular emerald framed by diamonds. The top of the band was lined with smaller diamonds. Gabriella's eyes went wide and she began to tremble. Ben took the ring from the box and reached for her left hand. Oh, Ben! Oh my God! She whimpered. He took her hand and slid the ring on her finger. It was just a little loose, but they could get it resized when they got home. Gabriella was crying and staring at the beautiful ring on her finger. Daniel said you liked emeralds and I tried to find one as brilliant as your eyes, but that's an impossible task. The beauty of this will always pale next to yours. Ben said and Gabriella leapt into his arms. She kissed him fiercely and he kissed her in return. When he was able to pry her from his chest he turned to Catherine whose eyes grew wider and wider as he looked into them. Catherine, you take my breath away. To fall in love with one beauty was something I never expected to happen in my life, but it did, he said gesturing to Gabriella. But finding myself in love to two was both a miracle and, at the time, an emotional disaster for me. Gabriella showed me the way but you helped make it real for me by sharing your love with me. You surprise me, challenge me, excite me, and your energy knows no bounds. Yet words fail to describe how important you've become to me and I'm eternally grateful for your love. He pulled a small blue velvet box from his pocket. As a gesture of my undying love and my gratitude for allowing me to share your life please accept this. Ben held forward the box. Catherine's eyes were brimming with tears as he opened the box and her jaw dropped as she took in the brilliance of the large oval sapphire encircled by diamonds. It was similar to Gabriella's ring in that it also had smaller diamonds on the top of the band. Ben took the ring from the box and took Catherine's trembling left hand in his and slid the ring onto her ring finger. Again, just a little too loose but it wouldn't fall off. Tears dropped from her cheeks to the back of her hand as she looked down at the work of art on her finger. Ashraf had considered jewelry a waste of money and Catherine had never purchased anything nice for herself so this was a treasure beyond measure. The blue of the sapphire isn't as bright and sparkling as your eyes but no stone could contain the light that shines from you, Ben said with a smile. She looked over at Gabriella as she knew her husband had shared Ashraf's attitude regarding jewels and gifts in general. Gabriella looked a little shell-shocked as she took in the ring on her finger. Catherine put her arms around Ben and kissed him deeply. Before it went on too long Ben gently pushed back and she stepped over to stand beside Gabriella. The two had figured out what this was going to be but Tina still had no idea. When Ben turned to Tina she yelped. She'd been so wound up when she noticed she was in the inner circle with Gabriella and Catherine she didn't know what to do with herself. The group around her laughed in delight at her surprised outburst. Ben's smile was wider than everyone else's. Tina, our relationship has undergone more ups and downs than with Gabriella and Catherine and that has all been due to my pig-headedness. I was locked into my concepts of who he should and shouldn't be with. It was Gabriella who showed me how much of an ass I was being with you. While you always offered me unconditional love I kept pushing it away, not understanding how precious it is. When I finally did realize how much I needed you, against all odds you were still there for me, after all I had put you through. This proved to me how strong your love really was. I know that even after I came to my senses I put conditions on our relationship. Ben frowned and looked down. Once he got control of himself again he looked into her wide eyes. 
It wasn't long after you were living with me that I came to realize how important you had become to me, how much I needed your grace, how your beauty dazzles me, and how much I would miss you when you left. You have become critical to my happiness, and if that wasn't enough you're carrying my child. I can't let you go and I won't. Ben got down on one knee and the group screamed with excitement. He pulled a black velvet box from his pocket and held it up to Tina who had both hands in front of her mouth. He opened the box and inside was a large round-cut diamond resting in a bed of smaller diamonds. The band also had diamonds on the top like the other two rings. Tina, will you marry me? More squeals of joy from the group. Tina looked to Gabriella and Catherine who were both nodding and smiling. She looked back to Ben with wide eyes and nodded rapidly not trusting her voice. He took the ring from the box and slid it onto her ring finger. It was definitely too big for her small finger. She sat on Ben's leg and kissed him as she clung to him. Ben took her face in his hands and kissed her tenderly. You will? He whispered into her ear when he hugged her. Yes. Oh yes. Ben, is this real? This feels like a dream. She whispered back. He felt her body trembling. It does to me as well, but it's real. Just to be clear, Gabriella and Catherine will remain an important part of my life. Ben said with a worried look. Ben, I don't want you to change who you are. I am honored to become your wife. I love Gabriella, Catherine, and Trish too, she said and kissed him again. He helped her stand and suddenly he was being hugged from all sides. More happy tears were shed and he was kissed quite a bit. The tourists who had been watching were completely lost and their confusion showed. Ben caught a few scowls aimed in his direction. Gabriella looked at her watch and motioned for everyone to head for the elevator. They had a cruise to take. All the way down Ben held Tina's hand. She had him put the ring back into the box so she wouldn't lose it. Daniel was showing the video he'd taken of Ben's speeches and there was much cooing and giggles from the ladies. When they reached the ground the group made their way to the taxi stand and divided up to go to where the boat tours began. Tina reached out and took Lucy's hand. She pulled her over to stand before Ben as they would share a cab. Lucy looked at Tina's expression of bliss. This was the happiest she'd seen the small woman. As we discussed, you must decide if he will follow Ben's plan for you. They leave Paris tomorrow. I will fly home tomorrow. Tina said to Lucy. I want to go home, to the States, but I don't have a home to go back to. Lucy said. Yes, you do. You have a home with us. Ben said. They got into the back seat of the taxi and Ben gave the address. What do I have to offer? I'm a burden on you. Lucy frowned. You are not a burden. You are a delightful woman with potential. I like to invest in people with potential. I'd like to invest in you. Ben had a thought. I'd like to send you home with Tina tomorrow to ensure she gets there safe and sound. Could you do that for me? I've already booked the seat. She looked at Ben with tears welling in her eyes again. What have I done in my life to deserve so much kindness from people who were strangers to me less than a week ago? Is that a yes? Ben asked. Yes. She gasped and Tina laughed. Ben gave her a kiss and a hug and Tina held her hand. They joined the others and found their way onto the boat. They took their seats on the upper deck. Paris at night is glorious. Something about cruising on the Seine surrounded by his loved ones gave Ben a feeling of peace he'd never felt before. Tina leaned against his arm trembling with joy and he kissed her fingers. They passed the Eiffel Tower which would always be a special place for Ben. The lights on it were spectacular. There was much owing and eyeing from everyone aboard. The buildings they'd visited during the day, like the Musée d'Orsay and Notre Dame, were lit up beautifully and Daniel got some terrific pictures. Once they'd swung around the small island Notre Dame stood upon they returned to the dock and disembarked. Once more they split up to take taxis to the restaurant where they were led to a beautiful table and a courtyard lit up with strings of gentle lights. 
It looked like an enchanted forest grove with pixies hiding in the trees. Ben sat between Gabriella and Catherine and across from Tina once more feeling like he was surrounded by their love. He turned to Gabriella. Lucy will be flying home with Tina tomorrow. We will drop them at the airport? He asked. Ah, that's wonderful. Yes, we pick up the cars there. She's going to stay with you? She asked. Yes, I've got a spare room, for now. He replied as he realized he also had a baby coming. He might have to consider expanding the house to add more space and another bedroom. His mind started ticking over the adjustments to the floor plan. As he built out his workshop under the backyard he already had a foundation he could extend the house out onto. Oh, we've lost him to his renovation bug, Gabriella teased. He blinked and smiled guiltily. Wine was served with dinner though Ben, Tina, and Daniel drank water. Once more Miriam was allowed one glass of wine much to her delight. Toasts were raised and there was a lot of laughter during their meal. They all agreed that Paris had been a huge success. Gabriella explained that she had arranged to have their purchases shipped home under her import company's account which would expedite the delivery and reduce the amount of stuff they had to carry with them on the rest of the trip. This had been done after their shopping excursion today. She gave a brief outline of what the next few days would contain and there was much excited chatter. Tina and a few others looked like they were nodding off so Ben paid their bill and the party made their way back to the hotel. Tina was feeling a little rough with all the excitement of the day so she gave Ben a tender kiss and headed off to her room. Miriam and Megan were back to cheek kisses and Daniel said his goodnights and went to his room to do his final packing at his mother's insistence. Gabriella hugged Ben tight and kissed him sweetly. She rested her hand on his chest and looked at the ring once more. Ben, this is so beautiful. I've never had anything so lovely in my life. Thank you. I couldn't propose to Tina without you knowing how much I love you as well. I hope you know that, he said earnestly. I know Ben. And I love you too. That won't change she replied. She kissed him once more and went to her room. Catherine grabbed him around his chest and grinned up at him. Thank you for the ring, Ben. It's the nicest gift I've ever received. I wanted to do something to show you that I may be proposing to Tina, but that doesn't mean I don't love you. This stuff sometimes gets confusing to me, but what's always clear is how I feel about you, Ben said. She kissed him deeply, and he felt his body responding. Hey, remember what we said about goodnight kisses? He growled gently. Yeah, well, you owe me. She grinned as she went to her door. Sophia was next. You did a truly beautiful thing tonight, Ben. I've never seen Tina so happy. I've never seen my mom this happy or Gabriella. I hope one day I'll find someone that will make me as happy. You are a special man. She kissed him and this time it was just a sweet kiss of appreciation and he smiled at her as she walked back to her room. Rachel looked up at him with an odd look on her face. What's wrong? He asked. I want to kiss you so badly, but I don't want to detract from how amazingly sweet this night was. She groaned. He could see she was a little excited through the thin blouse she wore. He grinned. Good night, Rachel. He said and kissed her gently and sensually. She melted against his body and he pulled back from the kiss. Oh my god, are you good at that? She moaned. I get a lot of practice. He said with an embarrassed smile. Good night. She said and floated away to her room. Lucy was standing by his door with a hopeful look. He walked over and looked down at her with a raised eyebrow. Yes? As this is the last night I'll see you for a while I was wondering if I might share your bed. She asked timidly. I hope you don't think I expect this of you. He said. My offer to take you into my home has no strings attached. Oh, I know. She said nodding quickly, worried she'd offended him. He nodded then opened his door. She preceded him into the living room. What will I do when I get to your home? she asked. 
You told me you miss your opportunity to get some skills to build a life on. Any idea what those skills might be? He replied. Lucy looked at him and blinked. I was going to get into audio engineering. Is that still interesting to you? Yes. Then you should follow that dream. He replied. Did you miss the fact that I've spent my inheritance? She asked. I said I'd like to invest in you. What did you think that meant? He asked in return. Lucy stood staring at Ben uncomprehendingly. Why? She said in the faintest voice. Ben sat on the couch and patted the cushion next to him. Come here, he said. Lucy sat meekly beside him and he took her hand. When I was five my parents were killed by a drunk driver and I was placed in the foster care system. I moved from home to home and met a lot of other kids. Some had it far worse than me. I made it through that experience and I made something of myself. I did what I loved and it paid off. I still do what I love and it's still paying off. What I was missing was a family. I tried to make one of my own and it failed horribly. Gabriella, Catherine, Trish, and Tina saved me and Tina is giving me a family. I can't tell you how incredible it feels to have come from where I was to where I am now. I want others to have that opportunity but only those who deserve it. There were a lot of bad people I met in those early years. I wouldn't cross the street to help them today but I can help you. Let me help you get back the life you dreamed you'd have. I can open the door but you'll have to step through and work hard to make it happen. It's not charity. It's an investment in making the world a better place by giving it people who are living up to their potential. Lucy was teary-eyed and Ben pulled her into a hug. What do you say? Yes, please, she said against his chest. That's one smart decision down. It's a great start, he whispered to her. It's late and you have a flight to be on tomorrow. Let's get some sleep. Get started and I'll be right there. Lucy stood and walked into the bedroom. He heard the bathroom sink running so he pulled out the notebook, logged in and connected to the airline website. He needed to modify his reservation to have Lucy's name and passport. He called out. Lucy? I need your passport. She came running back into the room. Sorry I didn't hear you. I need your passport for the ticket change, he said. Ah, give me a sec, she replied. She grabbed her room key and left. A few minutes later there was a knock so Ben answered the door. Lucy was there with her new shiny suitcase on wheels and her old dirty backpack. He let her in and she rummaged through the backpack to pull out the passport which she handed to Ben. He confirmed it was still valid and entered the details into the web page. A few clicks later she was set. He shut down the computer and passed her the passport to put it away again. Ben brushed his teeth and got undressed and when he walked to the bed Lucy was already under the sheets waiting with a timid smile. He slipped in next to her and discovered she was naked too. Ben set his alarm for an hour and a half earlier, as they had a full day tomorrow and would need to get moving earlier. He shut the light and pulled her against him, relaxing as he felt her soft skin. She made a purring sound and cuddled a little closer. Sleep pulled them under quickly. Ben woke with the most amazing sensation of his cock being gripped by hot velvet. He blinked the sleep from his eyes and looked down to see Lucy's back as she sank down on his morning erection. Two empty packets of lube lay discarded on the sheets. She took him all the way to the base and was gently rocking to get accustomed to the large intruder. She was trying to be quiet but a series of whispered moans, mews, and yips were leaking from her lips as she was overwhelmed by the intensity of it. He grinned and waited to see what she would do next. She was trying to gently raise herself up on his cock but her leverage was bad and her legs had lost coordination with him buried so deeply inside her. She wobbled a little and it looked like she might fall off so he reached forward and braced her with his hands on her sides. She jumped at the feel of his hands on her then she looked over her shoulder to see what his expression was. When she saw his smile she relaxed so he gently pulled her back to rest on his chest. 
he slid his hands around to cup her tits and played with the rings through her nipples. She gasped and squirmed and he began to rock his hips slowly. This pumped about two inches of his cock in and out of her pussy which brought a low moan from her lips. Fuck, you're so big, she groaned. Is that bad? What? No, it's just scrambling my brains. H. She gasped as he suddenly thrust up into her. You keep your brains down there? He teased. No. Ah. Uh, fuck. I can't think straight. Ben squeezed her large tits and sped up his rocking until he was driving four inches in and out of her wet pussy. Oh. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Yes. Yes. F-U-C-K. She yelped with each thrust. He slid a hand down to rub her clit in gentle circles and she arched her back and cried out. Fyuk. Baha. Fyuk. Ben moved his other hand down to her hip and used alternating hands to push and pull her on his cock. The pulling rubbed her clit and the push rubbed her ass against his pelvis. Oh Ben. Oh Ben. Oh Ben. I'm gonna come. Come. I'm see your She squealed as her body thrashed above his. When she was almost all the way through her orgasm he suddenly rolled over and she found herself under him. He didn't crush her but she was pinned to the mattress. Ben was able to really thrust now and started to pound his thick cock into her, slamming his pelvis into her ass with wet slapping noises. The orgasm she had been enjoying the embers of suddenly flared again and she just had to hold on for dear life as his thrusts took her up level after level. He was in control and overwhelming her and it was heaven. Ben growled as his orgasm arrived, and he drove himself deep one last time and rocked against her. She felt him gushing into her and marveled at the heat of it. She dropped her face to the mattress and gasped for breath. Once he'd caught his breath, Ben slowly pulled out and dropped down next to Lucy. She looked over at him with a smile. Holy hell, Ben! That was intense! They jumped as his alarm went off. He grinned back at her. We should get cleaned up. It's almost time for breakfast. He rolled out of bed and she gasped. You're still hard. He looked down. Yeah, that happens, he said as he walked into the bathroom. She heard the shower start up so she got out of bed and went in to sit on the toilet. She watched him standing in the cascade of water and admired the power of his muscles. She felt a tingle running through her body as he raised his big arms to rub the shampoo into his hair. Once she was done she put the lid down and stepped into the shower behind him and took the soap from his hands. She washed his back and his powerful ass. She worked her way down his legs until she was kneeling at his feet and got him to turn around when she was done to wash the suds away. His cock bobbed before her face. She handed him the soap, rinsed her hands and took a grip on the thick appendage. Ben moaned when she ran her tongue over the head. She suddenly moved forward and took his cock deep into her throat. H. Fuck. Lucy. Jesus. She pulled back so just the head was in her mouth and looked up at him enjoying his day's look. She felt powerful when she had this effect on him. She surged forward again and began to pump his cock into her throat in long fast strokes. Ben cried out again and braced himself against the walls of the shower as his knees shook. She felt a rush at the control she had over him. She bobbed faster. This technique had been so effective before and it was just as effective now. She managed to count to just fifteen strokes before she felt him tensing up. Lucy! God, I'm coming! Fuck! Ben yelled as his orgasm raced out of control. She caught the cum in her mouth and stroked him with her hands to milk it all out. He shuddered through the intense sensations and finally leaned back against the shower wall. Holy hell indeed. He gasped weakly. He closed his eyes and rested. Lucy swallowed some but let the rest of his cum spill out of her mouth and drip down the drain. 
It was a little too salty for breakfast. She stood and stepped into the spray and rinsed her mouth. She wet her hair and felt Ben rubbing shampoo into her long strands of hair. His big hands were so gentle as he ran them through her hair getting the suds from the root to the ends. Then he rinsed her hair and started over with the conditioner. She felt completely pampered. Once they were both clean he shut the water and toweled her dry. She giggled at the luxury of being lavished with this attention which made Ben smile. He dried himself as she brushed her hair out. He went into the bedroom and set his clothes out. Everything else went into his suitcase. He dressed and was ready for breakfast. Lucy walked out of the bathroom naked and he pulled her into his arms and kissed her until she was clinging to him. He pulled back and she looked up at him with glassy eyes and plumped lips. Her breath was coming out in gasps. What what was that? She sighed. I'm just glad you're going home with Tina and you're staying with us. He said. She grinned. It will be quite the homecoming after your vacation. She slipped her bra and panties on and pulled on a pretty skirt and a lovely blouse she'd bought here in Paris. She looked lovely and the blouse did wonderful things with her generous tits. I don't think we have time for another tumble in the sheets, she said as she caught the heat in his gaze. Right. Breakfast. Let's go. There was a knock on Tina's door and she looked up from her suitcase. She was feeling a little worn out this morning. Getting up so much earlier for the flight hadn't helped. Too much excitement the night before as well. Rachel had already gone downstairs but Tina still had a few things to pack. She answered the door and saw it was Gabriella and Catherine. Good morning, Tina. May we come in for a moment? Gabriella asked. Of course. Tina walked back into her room followed by the two women. She saw they were both wearing their new rings. Your rings are so lovely, she said. Both women immediately smiled and looked at them again. They hadn't gotten used to seeing the rings on their hands so each time they looked was a pleasant surprise. Yes, Ben really hit one out of the park last night. A real surprise for everyone. Gabriella agreed. Oh, was the proposal a surprise to you as well? You seemed to know last night. Tina looked at them in surprise. I did not ask Ben to marry me. I would never do anything to jeopardize your relationships with Ben, Tina said nervously. Tina, it's all right. We knew about the proposal. We were the ones who suggested he should do it, Catherine said. Tina looked at them in surprise. If it had been any other woman we would not have agreed to the idea. We love Ben so much, and we know you do as well. Ben needs a family, and you can give that to him. We wanted you to hear directly from us that we were on board with the idea. We love you, Tina, Gabriella said. Tina rushed forward and hugged Gabriella, then Catherine. Ben has a family in all of us. I will give him a child, but he has already made his family in bringing us together. I will forever be grateful to him for that, she said. Gabriella smiled, and Catherine wiped a tear from her eye. We're going to miss you for the rest of the trip, but we want you to take care of yourself when you get back. Go see your doctor, Catherine said, and Tina nodded happily. Are you ready for breakfast? Gabriella asked. Tina looked at her packing and decided she could finish after breakfast with her family. She nodded and smiled happily. When Ben and Lucy got to the restaurant, the group was almost complete, but Gabriella, Catherine, and Tina were still upstairs. Ben made his way around the table, giving good morning kisses. Gabriella walked in with the other two and each got a kiss from Ben before sitting. He admired their rings and looked to Tina who lifted her necklace to show she was wearing it the safest method she had at the moment. After they ordered breakfast Gabriella got everyone's attention. It's a little family tradition of ours to list our three favorite experiences from a vacation. As some members of our party are leaving us today and we are moving on from Paris I thought it might be nice for us to share what our top three experiences in Paris were. Catherine, would you like to lead us off? Catherine nodded and grinned at her friend. 
I'll begin with my number three which was my date night with Ben. While it didn't end as I'd hoped it would. She gave Ben a scorching look making him blush. It was a magical night nonetheless. Next was the first day of shopping with my family. My number one was last night at the Eiffel Tower. No fair. Gabriella cried with a laugh. That's my number one as well. Mine too. Tina piped in. Most of the ladies were laughing and nodding so by general consensus everyone agreed that it was their number one so they only had to give two others. Everyone looked at Sophia who was next. She smiled and thought for a second. My third was the first day of shopping but my second had to be that beautiful dance with Ben in the Palace of Versailles. Dreamy smiles erupted around the table and Ben smiled as he recalled the grace Sophia moved with. Rachel was staring at Ben's mouth again and he blushed nervously, worried that she might say something about the kiss. Instead she mumbled about the shopping and the spa day instead but her sister just looked at her knowingly. Megan said the shopping day and meeting Lucy who made an awe sound and reached around Tina to hold Megan's hand. Then it was Tina's turn. She looked at Ben with twinkling eyes. My number one was Ben's proposal. My number two was discovering I was carrying his child. My number three was discovering just how much Gabriella and Catherine love me. Both women reached across the table to hold Tina's hands. Ben dabbed his eyes with his napkin as he struggled to control his emotions. Lucy looked around the table as it was her turn. My number three was being brought into your group. Never have I met such warm and generous hearts. I was a stranger but you made me feel like family right from the start. Megan, I'll always be grateful you found me and made it possible for me to find you again. Megan smiled at her with tears welling in her eyes. My number two was finding a kindred heart in Tina. I've struggled for so long with my nature and to find someone who not only understood what I was going through but could show me how to be happy again. She leaned over and gave Tina a kiss on the cheek causing the woman to blush and smile shyly. My number one was meeting Ben who not only saved my life by getting me away from Cecil, he gave me a place in his home and his heart and gave me a future I was sure I'd squandered. Ben squirmed under her admiring eyes and Gabriella held his hand to distract him. Daniel had been practically vibrating with urgency to take his turn. Number three. Taking all these pictures and movies. Number two, the Palace of Versailles. Riding bikes in the garden was awesome. Number one, my day with Ben seeing the catacombs and the Louvre. And shopping for the rings. It was really fun. Ben grinned at the young man and reached across the table to bump fists with him. Gabriella looked on with pride. Miriam blushed as everyone looked her way. I loved the shopping day with the whole gang. I loved being included and treated like one of the adults and Ben's ring ceremony was beautiful. Gabriella leaned over and kissed her daughter's temple. Before she got to speak breakfast arrived. I guess we're off the hook. Ben quipped and was unanimously informed that wasn't the case. Once the waiters left Gabriella looked around the table with a happy smile. My number three was my wonderful date night with Ben which did end as I hoped. She smiled over at Catherine who grinned back at her and the table went woo, causing Ben to blush and squirm. My number two was discovering Tina was going to have Ben's baby. That is such an amazing miracle. Tina's smile beamed across the table. Gabriella held Ben's hand again. My number one was sharing this amazing time in Paris with Ben who continues to surprise me beyond expectations. He kissed her hand and she felt butterflies in her stomach as he gazed into her eyes. Ben leaned back and looked at the happy, loving faces and realized once more how incredibly fortunate he was to have so many friends. It wasn't that long ago when he thought he'd be living the life of a hermit, the crazy old man who kept to himself and worked in his basement. His neighbors had saved him from that fate. The women he loved had saved him. I can't define three things that stood out as best as each experience shines so brightly in my mind in different and unique ways, much like each of you does in my life. 
Each is special and treasured. My amazing day with Daniel exploring the dark and spooky places under Paris is as wonderful to me as dancing with the beautiful and graceful Sophia in the Palace of Versailles. Discovering I was going to be a father with Tina was mind-blowing, almost literally, and ranks up there with affirming my love for you three atop the Eiffel Tower. I have been blessed so much to have met and been accepted by so many wonderful people. Thank you for taking me in and saving me. Gabriella and Catherine each grabbed a hand and held it to their lips. Tina looked like she might crawl over the table but Ben mouthed and I love you and she smiled brilliantly at him with tears in her eyes. They gathered their wits and ate their breakfast as they had to get the day moving. There was a plane to catch. They'd had some amazing adventures in Paris but it wasn't the end of their vacation. They were just moving on to part two.